Hi everyone, my name is Antonio Pinella from Bloom and welcome to the MongoDB podcast. Today we'll be talking about my path to building the most innovative e-commerce solution for the cannabis industry. Welcome, I'm Shane McAllister and this is the MongoDB podcast. As ever, we're glad to have you join us and in today's episode, we turn our attention to another startup that has come through the MongoDB for Startups program. This company is Bloom. Bloom is an innovative e-commerce solution for retail, wholesale, and distribution operations in the cannabis industry. Based in Miami, Florida, and born out of the shifting retail market that COVID brought about, Bloom's platform offers a robust suite of features, including a mobile app and web platform that can deliver highly personalized digital ordering experiences that boost engagement and build customer loyalty and more. If, after listening to this episode, you want to learn more about what MongoDB has to offer startups, simply visit mongodb.com forward slash startups or check out the show notes to learn how MongoDB helps startups build faster and scale further by offering free MongoDB Atlas credits, one-on-one technical advice, co-marketing opportunities, and access to our partner network. So do check that out. Speaking of checking things out, do you know that MongoDB.local is coming to over 30 cities globally this year? Yes, we are. To learn more and to see if we're in a city near you, visit MongoDB.com forward slash events to find out more. And with that, let's get on with the show. Antonio, it's great to have you on the show and join us here in the MongoDB podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what your company does and what's your background? Hi, Shane. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Antonio Pinella, and I am the CEO and co-founder of Bloom. At Bloom, we're essentially an e-commerce SaaS white label platform. And what that means is that we create mobile apps and websites for cannabis businesses. What do I do? Well, <laughs> considering you know the, the beginning stages of the business, I play a lot of roles here. Mainly, it's understanding our clients' needs in more depth, you know, doing demos, closing deals, helping implementation, just understanding all the internal processes that we go about as a Mm -hmm. business Mm -hmm. and trying to refine them, trying to make that experience a little bit swifter, a little bit easier for both our team and for everybody that we're bringing on to as partners. Okay. You mentioned the space that you're working in is cannabis. I know that throughout many of the states in the US, it's been legalized now and it's moving very fast. Before we get into the intricacies of designing and developing and building a platform for that marketplace, how did you choose to build this platform? What inspired you to create this platform in the first place? And when did you start Bloom and where are you now? So I've been in the cannabis industry for about five years now. And I started off on the distribution white label side. We partnered with several laboratories in South Florida, in in Colombia and South America as well. And we were creating all types of different prescription type products um, when it comes to like homeopathic prescriptions and mixing those with the different types of cannabinoids that exist. And 
we, we grew that business and basically there was just a lot of good response from the products that we were putting onto markets. We we're in 127 stores. There was a lot of good response. We had people reaching out to us like, hey, our, your products are helping my grandmother with her pain or sleep better. And so that sort of showed me that this industry is, is, is there's so much to it. And we're just in the beginning because there are several cannabinoids that haven't really been like explored and they're coming to market. And we're going to start seeing that over time. But that basically around 2020, when COVID hit, everything just went into a halt. And we had to decide what are we going to do from here? Because you know, all the drugstores were closed and all these things were yes. closed. The business had to change. And so we were talking about taking this, creating a marketplace throughout South America. And I was looking for tech partners and that took a little while. And finally, I found a tech partner that I just really loved what they were doing. It's very similar to what we're doing here at Bloom and for large scale pharmacy chains and POS distribution, e-com, mobile apps, et cetera. And while launching this marketplace, the regulatory environment was quite complex. It was allowing for some CBD topical type products, but not specifically anything edible. And we wanted to dive deeper into the THC space as well with prescriptions. And my partner was like, hey, look, what other opportunities do you see? And I had been in the industry for a while in the States as well. And I said, look, there's a massive opportunity here right now. And I think that we can offer the same solutions that you're offering in the pharmaceutical industry. We could offer them to the cannabis industry and we'll be well ahead of the curve. So that's how we entered the space and that here we are today. (laughs) Okay. I love that arc because Obviously, over the last number of years, it's been legalized in many places. Understanding how something that was essentially illegal before becomes legal, all the ramifications of that, all of the kind of legislation involved in that is important. But you're a disruptor in the product. Now you've become a disruptor in the technology behind the distribution of the project, purely because of COVID then, you say, the retail closed down and you had to drive to pushed another way. Absolutely. Just noticing from that, that sort of pivot was like, hey, we do see an opportunity now from a tech perspective. Let's try and see how we can help businesses promote this, the, the cannabis plants doing so much. Like, how can we better mm-hmm. the industry? And just to give you a little bit of context of how the industry works and how it's been for the last like 10 years, you have these three main marketplaces that they gave a voice to dispensaries, right? The marketplace go on, you can't advertise on traditional marketing channels. Social media is quite complex. Us as a software company, we've gotten our accounts removed. So it's a difficult thing. And these cannabis companies, they rely on the marketplaces they've been going on and they, they advertise their products and they pay a hefty amount monthly. And ultimately they're not gathering SEO for their own brand. Creating their own tech is quite expensive. And so, when we come in and we talked about our solution, people are like, wow, that's incredible, but this must be super expensive. And so I think that, you know, from a value perspective, not only are we saying, hey, look, like, because there's a lot of companies out there that want to be the next Amazon and distribution on the cannabis mm-hmm. side, or they want to have their own platform. And what we're seeing is this phenomenon that we're creating these subcultures, these, these, these mini marketplaces. They're not just focused and made to go on on X, Y, or Z marketplace, they're now creating their own sort of cultures, their own Mm -hmm, audiences. mm -hmm. And the idea is, and I always use this analogy with our customers, the idea is that when you find a good hairdresser or barber, you go to the one that takes care of you and that's what we promote. And so when they go out, it's like they get their own customers, they bring them on their platform, they take care of them. This isn't about purely about who sells a similar product for a cheaper price. This is more about an experience. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so that's the type, through our technology, we're offering that sort of experience to then their customers as well. 
So it's interesting to see that to get that background in the industry and to understand how you're setting yourselves apart in Bloom through your platform and your portal and your mobile apps that are essentially white labeled for your clients to use to build up their own client base and keep that customer loyalty, as it were. That's really the goal. It's customer loyalty. I think that's really the heart of this. It's how do you create deeper loyalty with your customers? Mm -hmm. And it's a combination of, of tech, of service, of things. Okay. And before we get into the details of that, there's a bit of serendipity for this recording today because it's the 20th of April, which happens to be a special day in the cannabis space, essentially. And it's known as 420 Day. Antonio, what's that all about? 420. Well, 420 is... I would like to say it's 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 like a, the, the cannabis. Uh, I wouldn't say Christmas, but more like the Black <laughs> Friday. It's where all of the promotions come about. It's where there's a lot of gathering people. Like they get together. There's a lot of good deals. And that's yeah, it's essentially like a, like the cannabis holiday, if you want to call it. Okay, and in doing my research for the, our conversation. There was a few myths around why 420, etc. One of them was that this was essentially the time at which back in the 70s, people got out of school and went somewhere else other than the school building to smoke their cannabis, etc. The other theory was that 420 was the code that the police used for people who were in possession of cannabis as well, too. So it's stuck and now it's the 20th of April, so 420. That's it. Happy 420. Excellent. It should go out fairly shortly on our podcast channels, so hopefully we'll hit that date pretty well. You've explained the marketplace, you've explained some of the legislation around it and the need and the why. Tell me a little bit about your business model then. People come on and take Bloom as the platform, and is it a monthly fee? Are you doing any development work for them? Is it all out of the box? And how do you keep abreast of those technical changes? So, Great question. And I think this is how like we differentiate in the market. You see a lot of SaaS companies that's like, hey, look, this is out of the box. Go ahead and good luck. Ours is it, we're the same philosophy that we're speaking about before. Like when you find a good hairdresser, you stick with it. We, we dive deep with our customers. And I think that's if they're looking to tease out a particular data point or create or add an additional feature, like we're hands on with our clients. And I think that that's truly what differentiates us. Yes, we have a monthly plan. We're a SaaS company. People sign up, they pay that monthly fee, but we're constantly working with them. And what that's done and, and why I think that's been incredibly beneficial, like really diving deep with these customers is the idea that once we onboard, we're talking to them, there's, let's say it's dispensary, they also have a growth. They also have a distribution and they're like, you know what? I love what you guys are doing in, in, for my dispo. Can we move this over on the distribution side as well? We'd love to do this. So we're constantly, we're evolving that platform so that we're able to serve the many different purposes within the market and really like hands-on with our clients. So it's not just, hey, sign up and go and good luck. It's, hey, sign up. Let's dive deep. Let's see what's working. Let's see what's not. Let's add additional features if we need to. Let's talk about what your need points are. We we obviously survey the various clients that we have and we bring that all together and we make decisions internally. Like what are we rolling out? What's needed? What do we think is not? And so there's a lot of decision-making internally, but we're constantly getting feedback from our dispensary partners. And I think that's one huge advantage that we have. It's you can go out and and pay a ton of money and create your own technology. But then when you have to integrate with another POS, what does that look like? And then if there's an update on, on, on iOS or on, on Android, that's another time-consuming thing. Then you have to pay for servers and it becomes this really complex thing. So it's like, we are that 
ideal dispensary partner or the, the tech partner that yes, will yes. build your solution and then we're constantly in the works of improving that. So we're very hands-on and the idea is that we, we win if our partners win and that's the ultimate goal for us. You mentioned that the gestation was back in the beginning of COVID. I think everybody remembers where they were around March 2020 when the world changed significantly <laughs> for that period of time, that two years or so. How long did it take you to get your first product out the door, your minimal viable product? And how have things improved since then? So we basically, it was the end of 2021 when we started building we built for the better part of 2022 and we okay. released our, we went live with our first clients in November of 2022. So we're like caught five, wow. six okay. months in and we're relatively new, but we've been growing incredibly quick. We started off focusing on the product offering is the mobile app, the web portal, and how, and it's just been an improvement on like the feature set of that, right? We start with deals, but then there's additional components that deal BOGOs, tiered. So we're mm -hmm. building upon that feature set as we go. And then now we're opening up the doors to, to so many other avenues within the cannabis market. So first it was dispensaries and now it's like, it's we have growers coming on board, we have processors okay. coming on board, we have distribution companies coming on board. So it's like this growth in multi different ways. And it's important maybe to point out that you're the platform and the conduit for these products, but you're not involved in the selling of the products, or you don't take a commission on sales or anything like that. It's simply software as a service for the platform that you give access to. Exactly. We don't touch product. We have nothing to do with the product. We essentially, so let's say you're a, you're a cannabis business, you're a dispensary. We sign you on, we integrate with your POS. We pull all the inventory data, the customer data, all mm -hmm. of that. We launch your mobile app, your website. You give us access to your domain. We launch your web portal as a root domain or as a subdomain. We give you a, access to a backend, an admin backend. And if you have multiple locations, you have different access points through there. And you, you handle everything. You handle your deals. You handle your loyalty. You send your push notifications. It's an entire backend. And where are you mostly based at the moment in terms of your customers? You mentioned South America earlier. So it's mostly the Americas? So South America was in the initial businesses that we had when we when I entered into the cannabis industry. We are okay. we're predominantly in the United States right now. We're in Oklahoma, we're in California, in Colorado. We we're onboarding a couple of companies in New Mexico currently. We also have some partnerships in Canada and are going to be expanding into Canada soon. We have our eye on Europe. We're just waiting for that to evolve a little more, but yeah. So I presume the new territories that open up for you align themselves with the new territories whereby they've made changes to the legislation. This is a huge market potentially as things get more advanced and more stable in this space. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the market. So per 100,000 people, there should be approximately 25 dispensaries on average. Let's say, mm -hmm. just say that. Mm -hmm. In California, there's two dispensaries per 100,000 people. And in Oklahoma, okay. there's 52 dispensaries per 100,000 people. So you see that sort of difference. Wow. If we extrapolate and, and apply that to the United States, we're looking at something like 90,000 dispensaries, roughly. And that's conservative. And that's within mm, the United mm. States. The market is going to be huge. I mean, if we consider the expansion in Canada too, and then Europe coming aboard as well, we're seeing, we're hearing a lot from the different countries in Europe as well. I think that right now, maybe it's not a humongous market, but it's definitely going to be much larger in the coming years. And we're talking about like 75% of the United States currently has a medical program and that's quickly changing mm -hmm. over time. So hopefully we see federal legalization in the United States relatively soon.
So it's an enormous market. I remember back in the heyday of Uber and all of these services coming out, there was a huge glut of companies jumping on the Uber for X, Uber for this, Uber for that, Uber that. But it seems like you guys in Bloom have really caught on to something that is both accelerating enormously, but is a huge opportunity at the same time and is really only fully fulfilled by technology. Uber only exists because we've got mobile phones. We need to go somewhere and get somewhere. If we had to open our laptop to book that car, it wasn't going to happen. The phones have facilitated this. And I would imagine even more so in, in your space. That, And as people move around, they're going to turn to your clients, your partners who have using your platform because it's a trusted platform, a trusted proven platform. Yeah, as far as there, there are other mobile application type companies that exist in the cannabis industry. They're more membership loyalty from a UI UX perspective. I think we're leading. I think that our feature set is much more rich. We're we're competitive, the basics. But in reality, it's about it's about the relationships that we're developing. I think that we are we are the Shopify of the cannabis industry. I think that we're definitely as far as creating not only tech needed, but the relationships for growth. And we want to be that go-to company, whether you're on whichever point of sale system, we want to mm-hmm. have that integration capability to be able to onboard everybody. But the idea is to become essentially the Shopify of the cannabis industry. I love that analogy. I think anyone who has played around with Shopify is instantly racking their brains as to what sort of product or merchandise they could pick to sell on this because building the shopping cart through their platform and even others. And I mean, it's not just Shopify, but it's super simple now. So it's no longer the barrier to entry. The barrier to entry is having something unique and different to be selling. And I suppose that's probably where we go back to Bloom's customers on the platform is that they're, they have unique quality products that they're trying to brand and build a relationship with their customers themselves. You have the mobile apps. They can do push notifications. They handle the e-commerce the delivery, et cetera, as well, too. What are your biggest challenges that you see in the tech stack that you have at the moment? Well, we're seeing basically the integrations, POS, educating okay. customers about e-com and what they can do with it. And to give you an idea, again, what we're seeing in the cannabis industry is everybody has the same sort of approach. Everybody gets on a marketplace. Mm-hmm. The strategy is undercut the next guy, pay more for better placement, and send a bunch of text messages. And the text messages, half of them don't go through because the phone carriers don't want anything cannabis-associated. Okay, are they getting blocked or filtered yeah, in that respect? They get blocked. Oh, wow. T-Mobile okay. and Sprint block them completely. And the other phone companies are also, they're pushing on it. They don't want that. And Mm -hmm. text messages, when you receive a text message promo, it's bland, right? You get a text message promo and it's either you go and you get the deal or you disappear. The idea is we're not just a tech solution. This is an entire strategy. So you have your push notifications, you send push Mm -hmm. notifications, Mm -hmm. you can, you link to products. People could go see the product, see the deal. They could buy the deal and they could pick up that product tomorrow. If it's a delivery service, they could have it delivered and you could schedule your delivery maybe tomorrow or next week in the afternoon. When we onboard clients, it's interesting because it's like, we built you your spaceship. We'll go out and use it, right? It's not like people are going to have, you didn't release your 
your app so everybody's going to download it. This is now going to be an ongoing business. You got to get one up. But the idea ultimately is how do you create deeper loyalty? So when people come in, you get them to download your tech, you offer your different promos. Once they're on your tech, you can send push notifications. So you don't have to send the SMSs. And the idea mm-hmm. is we always talk to our customers, like find a non-cannabis related text message service, send, hey, download our app, the best deals, et cetera. Get people on. When they get mm-hmm. on, remove them from the text message service. Now you have them on your platform. You're sending them deals. We have all kinds of promotions, whether it be coupons or when people first sign up or okay. when they register okay. or when they place their first order, they get some sort of benefit and give them five, 10 bucks. Because at the end of the day, it's a very low price to pay to be interacting with them on a daily basis, to be able to send them promos, to be able to have them to have their push notifications on and be mm-hmm. eyeing mm-hmm. out that next deal, which they are looking for. The reality is people pay a, a lot of money to be on these marketplaces and to get top spot to be on Weed Maps, for example, they pay $20,000 a month to, for one of their okay. stores to be to have the number one ranking. And if somebody else goes and outbids them, the way the bidding process works on these big platforms is they won't tell you what the other person is bidding. Did you bid higher or not? And you'll just continue to bid for that number one spot. So it becomes a who pays the most to get that number one spot. And if Mm -hmm. they're a scaled out dispensary chain, they're undercutting everybody with a similar type product. And it just becomes this race to the bottom. How do you get away from that? Whether it's in this industry or any industry, it's business is not about who charges the least. It's about an experience. We go, when we go to good restaurants, we don't go, we don't go to the cheapest restaurant all the time. We go to good restaurants because there's a level of service, there's a quality of food, there's an experience mm-hmm, that goes mm-hmm. with it. I think more deeply, that's really what we're offering our customers is this, this ability to be able to communicate, to engage and create experiences with their customers to develop deeper relationships and communicate with them more effective way. That makes a lot of sense. So it is about experience that creates that initial push towards loyalty. I downloaded this app. It seems to do what I wanted to do. It seems to have the products I want. I'm not going to delete it. Then is it, did it work? Did they come through on their delivery? Did I get notifications of the process throughout? And that gives me the ability to essentially own that icon on the home screen of someone else's phone. And did I get my questions answered, right? People spend approximately about seven minutes in a dispensary and there's 500 plus products behind the shelves. The butt tender has his bias, right? His perspective on what's good, what's not. But the reality is you have a lot of people in there not knowing. They're in there for medical reasons. I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. I have this. I can't sleep. What are the best products for me? We have a chat feature within. So the idea of being able to ask, hey, how's this product? What's this work for? To be able to get your questions answered, be able to take care of that customer, it becomes something that's much more personal than, hey, I just want to get high. And that's when we talk about subcultures of the cannabis industry. There's a medical side, there's a recreational side, there's there's multiple different things that are going on. So depending on what you're trying to target and how you're trying to satisfy that customer with, with what type of product offering, having them become more educated about your product offering and answering questions about that product offering that allows them to make more effective and better decisions for their own benefit. You launched only in November, so it's only been a few short months. I know it's great to chat to an early startup like that. I know I first came across you through understanding that you were on the MongoDB for Startups program, which we've had about 6,000 companies go through that, which gives you some Atlas credits, gives you some technical support, etc. So for a moment, and I know you're not on the technical side, Antonio, but just a little bit about how this was built. What's the tech stack? What's on the server side, the front end, et cetera? How does it work? So on the server side, we're using Express, TypeScript, ORM mm-hmm. is Mongoose, Runtime is uh, Node.js. 
We work with various POS systems and ensuring the security is crucial for us. So that's why our team prefers to use MongoDB Atlas as our hosting mm-hmm. service. It provides a secure infrastructure with recommended practices that gives us peace of mind. Uh, and also MongoDB's uh, flexible schema and embedded documents allow us to be flexible with the implementation, which is super important when working with all these different POS systems. The flexibility of this schema is something that we like to tout a lot because it's essentially a, a non-relational NoSQL database such as ours for startups like yourselves means that you didn't need to know the structure of what data you needed to store and to interface with between your apps and your portals at the very beginning from the outset because you can just keep adding to that as things grow and you're never going to break anything. It's just going to add to it. So that's really nice. So if anybody wants to find out a bit more about that startup program, simply put URL as mongodb.com forward slash startups. So Antonio, we spoke about obviously the expansion due to legislation and legalization into more territories. That's a given. And Bloom is obviously really well placed to, to capitalize on that. Let's talk about growth from a technology point of view. You have your platform, you have the mobile apps. Where do you see things put on your kind of blue sky thinking hat? Where could things end up in terms of how your Bloom platform, product, service, et cetera, is going to grow over the next couple of years? Great question. I think that our goal, and as we were speaking about before, is our focus is that we supplement our partners with all of the tools that they need to grow. And I think that adding digital marketing services, we're already working on some of that currently. Mm -hmm. We're seeing now a little bit more flexibility with advertising like google is now accepting cbd products to be advertised on the platform so on the traditional marketing channels we're seeing that open up and that availability so i think from a digital marketing perspective email marketing and whatnot we're going to be adding a lot of different features within the platform we're currently working on a delivery service the idea i think is to to ultimately be that a to z solution for Mm -hmm. cannabis companies. Ultimately, what we're seeing in the space is there's more availability on traditional marketing channels. There's more things happening in the industry. There's Hopefully, we see federal legalization soon. We'll see more countries legalizing over time as well. We want to be a part of that growth from the e-commerce perspective, just better our solutions. I think right now we have two different... uh, design structures on, on our on our platform and we want to have that to be a lot more broad right you sign in you have six or ten or various different design solutions and you're able to edit them so we want to get a little bit more sophisticated with the ability to edit and update your particular page really to tailor it even further that makes sense and what's the competitive space like do you have known competitors do you have say traditional shopping experience competitors trying to move into this space or is this a fresh sheet of canvas for you guys there are competitors there are other people that have mobile apps that sell sort of a white label feature i think that we're leading in the space it's the cannabis industry it's about partnerships this this Mm -hmm. isn't hey look we develop apps we're going to jump into the cannabis space and we're going this is a lot more refined each state is like its own country it has its own rules it has its own thing so you have to adapt to that there's a lot of understanding and growing and look a lot of the a lot of the pos partnerships that we have, they offer e-com as well. And it's not like, hey, we're not going to integrate with you because we offer our e-com too and you're going to compete against us. This is more like, hey, look, 
there's a big market and this is going to be expanding and let's work together. But mm-hmm. there's a big moat. And the, that moat is the integration. That moat is the partnerships, is that tailored feature set. There's a lot there. It's not as simple as, hey, look, we do that for X industry. We're just going to jump into the cannabis industry. I love that idea of the moat because it is that domain expertise. It's that knowledge that, that you've gained from your prior history and the normal retail side of things and bringing it forward into the technology platform. And certainly one of the things that I can see is a huge growth, but I think hopefully that on the back of that is you're creating that experience, that loyalty, everything that you spoke about earlier, I think is the main thing that drives people towards using a platform a time and time again, most definitely. And I think that's great. Any words for our audience, maybe from the point of view of taking that plunge into creating a new tech company in the middle of COVID and going into a new space and just being a startup? Any words of wisdom for the audience? We've got a hugely broad audience and there's a lot of developers, a lot of people who are in the startup space and who want to make that leap themselves that you have. I think the most important aspect of it, so of course, getting in, right? Taking that plunge and not being afraid, but more importantly, is talking to your customer and not just mm-hmm. one talking to various. We had so many conversations. We had the expertise of developing this software from the pharmaceutical industry, but that didn't necessarily mean that we knew what to do in the cannabis mm-hmm. space. It's get, really get in touch with your customers, talk to them, understand their needs. They try and solve those problems. They're not going to tell you the features they need specifically. And if we were to develop all the features that everybody wants, we'd be developing all day. We'd have this <laughs> in, insane backend. But the idea is really listen to them, talk to your team, make informed choices about developing the best product and understanding their true need state. And then, but, but, but yeah, go out there and just put yourself out there, be vulnerable because that, that that's what life's about taking the chance and, and you never know what you're going to find on the other side. And then there's, that's, you got to take risks in life. So go for it. I love that. I think that's fantastic. I used to build mobile apps for clients all the time. And we would have clients who would as you say, just want to add the next feature, just want to add the next feature and the next feature. And you're going, at some point, you need to ship this. You need yeah. to figure out whether these features are required and whether they're going to be used. So when you shipped your first product or your first platform and got your first customers, what was the aha moment for them? I know from building in the past, you're building something and you think this is the best feature ever, where in fact, somebody else or your customer, your client finds this feature the most important. Is it, say, the push notifications or mechanisms like that? Did anything change from your initial plan of this is what the platform is going to do to this is what the platform needs to do? We have some things in the works that I can't mention right now, but I think that a lot of the initial, the base deal structures, loyalty point programs were one way. And Mm -hmm. we've expanded on them in, in multiple different ways because I bet people need, for example, we developed this this BOGO deal structure and the tiered deals and buy one, get one and the complexity mm-hmm. around that. And we had an initial deal structure that, w- that was simple, but BOGOs is incredibly important for a lot of these businesses. Buy one and get three of X for 50% off or you have that variation. So sure, sure. on the loyalty deal side, it's been it's been really big. Yeah, and what, what we, the reality is we're constantly learning. I think we came with a very strong platform we're making mm-hmm. it better mm-hmm. but a very important thing when we were talking about like getting close to your customers and understanding them is the more you understand them the more 
they open up doors because you're really communicating the benefits towards one particular area of the industry, but you don't know that those those benefits can also show a lot of benefit on another side of the industry. And so it's like we get one client and now they want our services for multiple different products. So really just engage with your people. That's really been our philosophy and from the get-go. And it's, I think that's been a huge plus for us. I love that. As you said, you're only six months launched. I think it was incredible that you were able to build something so swiftly in the first place. But even more, the fact that you're taking this constant feedback and working so closely with your customers to add new features and build upon things that they might have requested. Antonio, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Any final words to share with the audience before we let you go? If you're a cannabis business and you're starting or you're deep in the trenches and you're looking to create deeper relationships with your people and really set yourself apart, contact us. We'd love to know more about you and see if it's something that we can help with. Excellent. Then where can they find you? What's the web address, Antonio? So I'll spell it out because it's uh, it's B-L-E-A-U-M dot I-O. So Bloom dot I-O. And uh, Bloom with us on, on Instagram if you'd like to give us a follow. Excellent. Well, look, it's been fascinating. I think what you've done and what you've built and how you've gone about it has been incredibly impressive. So thank you for joining me, Antonio, on the MongoDB podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Many thanks to my guest, Antonio Panella, for joining me. A fascinating journey into a massively new and exciting marketplace. And we do wish Antonio and the whole Bloom team all the best of success as they grow and establish themselves in more countries and territories. Do remember to check out the show notes for the links mentioned in the show. Thanks again to you, the listener, for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. So from me, Shane McAllister, and the rest of the podcast team, until next time, do take care and thanks for listening.